Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Ash Wednesday Worship. This service of worship is contemplative in nature. It will be quiet and reflective, but also joyful and renewing. So, let us now join together in worship. God sent Christ into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. God's love endures forever. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. God's love endures forever. Let us worship God.
Will you please join me for a reading from the prophet Joel? Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Like blackness spread upon the mountains, a great and powerful army comes. Their like has never been from of old, nor will be again after them in ages to come. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, even infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers, the Lord weep. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery a byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the people, where is their God? Thank you. 
from the Gospel according to Matthew. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Let us hear God's word as it is recorded in the second letter to the Corinthians. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake God made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As we work together with him, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain. For he says, at an acceptable time, I have listened to you, and on a day of salvation, I have helped you. See, now is the acceptable time. Now 
is the day of salvation. You and I have often heard it said, and we often say it ourselves, that God is love. Indeed, this is the truth. It is, of course, stated in the first letter of John. It is Scripture, God's Word to us. We dare not think, however, that one simple statement, one powerful image, one compelling thought can express the whole truth. When we say that God is love, we are perhaps tempted also to say that God is incapable of hate, but we would be wrong about that. The prophet Joel is but one of many voices from the Old Testament that in no uncertain terms expresses the hatred that God has. It is dangerous for you and me to try to comprehend the character and being of God in the same terms with which we describe ourselves, but we really have no choice because while God can comprehend us, we cannot fully comprehend him. And so let's be as clear about this as we possibly can when we speak of God's love and God's hate. Let me speak of these two things in this way. God's love is so infinitely deep and wide and strong that it leads God also to hate. The object of God's hate is what we must understand. God hates anything that would harm and destroy that which God loves. God loves his whole creation. God loves us. God hates anything that would deny or thwart God's love and God's intention for the goodness and the beauty and the joy that God wants his whole creation to experience. So Joel speaks of darkness, gloom, clouds, and a great army that descends upon us, not for the purpose of destroying us, but for the purpose of destroying that which would destroy us. In short, God hates what you and I and the scriptures call sin. God hates sin so much that God himself was willing to die in order to defeat it. This is the good news that compels you and me to turn away from the sin that is in us, and to turn toward the judgment of God that condemns the sin that is in us, so that we might then experience a new life and a new freedom from sin that actually enables us to have and to live the lives that God's love offers to us. Ash Wednesday and the season of Lent that it inaugurates is all about you and me turning away from the death and destruction of our own sin and moving toward the flourishing life 
life that God gave us so long ago in the garden. God himself makes all of this possible. Joel tells us how God called his people to repent, to gather together, to worship, to pray, to drop everything and come running to God because nothing is more important than our relationship with God. God's hatred of sin never cancels God's invitation for sinners to repent. In fact, God's hatred of sin is what leads God to extend the invitation in the first place, because God wants nothing more than for his whole creation, especially us, to return, to be renewed, and to be restored to our place where we are in his heart and where he is in ours. Indeed, we are never far from God's heart, but God often is far from ours, and so we repent. This repentance of which Joel speaks as being a public thing is not about a public spectacle, though. Matthew tells us of Jesus' warning about false repentance, which is itself a form of the sin that God hates. True repentance and the true and good life that result is not a matter of outward expression, but a matter of inward faith and practice. The outward forms are meant only to teach and to engender within us the desire for this inward repentance. As such, it is only you and God who can ever truly know if you have repented and are repenting daily in the battle against sin. It is only you as you receive God in Jesus, the Christ of God, and as you follow this Jesus, it's only you who can reach out to accept the grace that God offers. The transaction of grace that God makes possible is an actual thing that happens only as you and I truly turn toward God and do the day-by-day -day work of learning the way of Jesus. Jesus Christ alone has the power finally to defeat sin and to destroy that which is in us that would take us away from our Creator and the life that was created for us. This power can be yours only as you accept this truth and welcome this Lord and learn this life. It begins with repentance. And so we come. We come to acknowledge our own powerlessness over sin and to worship the one whose power conquers it and to say yet again, Forgive me, Lord, and make me whole and righteous. We come with sorrow for our sin, but even more so with joy. Joy for God's love that makes us new again. Friends in Christ, Every year at the time of the Christian Passover, we celebrate our redemption through the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Lent is a time to prepare for this celebration and to renew our life in the Paschal Mystery. We begin this holy season by acknowledging our need for repentance and for the mercy and forgiveness proclaimed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so now we begin our journey to Easter with the sign of ashes. This ancient sign speaks of the frailty and uncertainty of human life and marks the penitence within our hearts. I invite you, therefore, in the name of Christ, to observe a holy Lent by self-examination and penitence, by prayer and fasting, by works of love, and by reading and meditating on the Word of God. Let us come before our God, our Creator and Redeemer, and confess our sin. Holy and merciful God, we confess to you and to one another and to the whole communion of saints in heaven and on earth that we have sinned by our own fault in thought, word, and deed. 
by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. Have mercy on us, O God. We have not listened to your call to serve, and we have not been true to the mind of Christ. We confess to you, O God, the pride, hypocrisy, and impatience in our lives. We confess our self-indulgent appetites and ways, our anger and frustration, our envy of those more fortunate than ourselves, our intemperate love of worldly goods, and our dishonesty in daily life and work. Accept our repentance, O God, for the wrongs we have done, for our negligence in prayer and worship, our neglect of human need and suffering, our indifference to injustice and cruelty. Accept our repentance for false judgments, for uncharitable thoughts toward neighbors, for prejudice and contempt toward those unlike us, for our neglect, for care of your creation. Restore us, O God, and let your anger depart from us. Then hear us, O God, for your mercy is great. Almighty God, you have created us out of the dust of the earth. May these ashes be for us a sign of our mortality and penitence, and a reminder that only by your gracious gift are we given everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. I invite you now to a few moments of personal meditation.
to die to self and so to live by your most holy word. And through these days of penitence and through your passion God of peace, make you holy in every way and keep your whole being, spirit, soul, and body, free from every fault at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Go in peace to serve and love the Lord. Amen.